Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to the Stayed on Freedom podcast. I am the Reverend Lukata Mjumbe, and I am the Executive Director of the Alabama African American Civil Rights Heritage Sites Consortium. This Black History Month 2024, we feature a courageous conversation with Aaron Rudolph, the 16-year-old young man who came to virally be known to the world as Black Aquamane following the, the brawl on the riverfront or the resistance on the riverfront of Montgomery, Alabama in August of 2023. Now, I have to admit that when we first surfaced the idea of trying to do an interview with Aaron Rudolph or anyone connected with the brawl on the riverfront, it was somewhat sensational to think about connecting with one who had captured the imagination of so many people all around the world. However, as we began to connect with the family, as I sat down and talked one-to-one with, with young brother Aaron, I realized that it was so much more than that, that this actually was a teachable, a reachable moment. You know, there's something that we say during Black History Month. We often say, each one teach one. And what we discovered as we sat at the, at the dock on the Riverfront in Montgomery, Alabama, with Aaron Rudolph and members of his family sitting behind him, was that this was an occasion where we could connect the past with the very present moment and into the future. Family, I don't know if you saw it, but hundreds of thousands and possibly over a million people saw the brawl on the riverfront or the resistance on the riverfront. But before we get to the video, And before we get to this brawl of 2023, we need some history on the riverfront in Montgomery, Alabama. The riverfront in Montgomery, Alabama has a deep connection to the history of slavery and of black people in this country. According to the Equal Justice Initiative, EJI, by the 1840s, steamboats docked at the riverfront in the city of Montgomery every day, making Montgomery a, quote, principal slave trading center in Alabama. Enslaved people were brought off the boat or off of trains and taken down Commerce Street to be bought and sold. By 1860, Montgomery had at least 167 active slave trader licenses filed, and most of those slave traders had offices along Commerce Street and what continues to go up towards the Capitol and becomes Dexter Avenue, thus causing a frequent parade of enslaved people to and from Commerce Street to the riverfront and other markets in the city. In the interim, enslaved African men, women and youth were held captive in nearby warehouses until they were bought and sold. The largest was on Commerce Street. Slave markets and pens dotted the area near the river and the train station. The site that Dexter Avenue King Memorial Baptist Church, one of the sites of the consortium, currently resides today was at one time one of the most active slave pens during market sales. 
By the 1860s, there were 435,000 enslaved black people in the state of Alabama, and the markets and pens where they were held for public auction are short walks from the riverfront to the White House of the Confederacy, what is now the Alabama State Capitol building. For a short time, Montgomery was the capital of the Confederacy. The buying, selling, and brutalizing of our African ancestors continued in Alabama by way of Montgomery through to the end of the Civil War. Yes, family, this is Black History Month. Originally established in 1926 by Dr. Carter G. Woodson as Negro History Week during the second week of the month of February. But let us know this. Today, we declare that Black History Month should be celebrated and that Black History should be celebrated every week and every month of the year. Our Black history, our African history is, is too abundant. It's too complicated, it's too rich, it's too beautiful and too terrible to all be encapsulated within a single week or within a single month. As we consider the history of our freedom movement though, we have to do much more than just look back. Looking back and dusting off the, the memories of our yesteryears, all that is today known as history we should remember everything that, that happened in our history, when it happened, it was happening in the present moment. All that we do in the present impacts what will happen in the future. You know, there are some cliches that we will often quote. We'll say, our youth are our future. But the truth of the matter is, that the future is right now. And we must understand the powerful importance of our young people right now. On August 5th, 2023, the world watched as black co-captain Damian Pickett was violently attacked by a gang of angry whites as he simply attempted to do his job and make a way for the riverboat, the Harriet II, to dock. The Whites had docked their own private boat in the location reserved for the Harriet II, and they refused to move. What could have become a tragic and horrifically familiar recording of black humiliation and victimization dramatically shifted as others got involved and intervened. Young Aaron Rudolph who had just turned 16 years old that summer and was working a summer job on the riverfront, dove off of the riverboat into the water, swam to the dock, and joined the effort to make sure that history did not repeat itself on the riverfront. This Black History Month episode of the Stayed on Freedom podcast, we go back to the riverfront. We go back to the riverfront and sit down with young 16-year-old Aaron Black Aquamane Rudolph. We sit down and we talk about what happened, why it happened then, what it is that happened there before, and where it is that we need to be going today. We dedicate this episode to so many other young, courageous, black leaders who have stepped up and stepped out into history. 
we dedicate this episode of the Stayed on Freedom podcast to the legacy of the Black Aquaman, but all of those who are young, courageous, and Black. So if you could just talk with us about who you are, what did life look like for you before that day? Before August the 5th of, of, of 2023, uh, last year, uh, how were you living? How was life lifing for you? Life has been good. Um, before that even happened, it's been good. I just, um, for the boat, working for the boat, just was there for the um, money so I could pay off. Well, not pay off, but have my own clothes. I'm raised, raised right. Um, God put me in a family where I got food on my plate. Mm-hmm. I'm raised right. Got good parents, two-parent household, brother and sister. And nothing stressful. Not putting on an act or anything. Um, just me and me. And it's just been, it's been cool. It's good. So you had a summer job. Right. Uh, you started working here and you worked on on this boat that's behind us here, the Harriet Two. Uh, you worked here at the riverfront. You started in July. Uh, and so you could have some money in your pocket. Right. So you could buy your own clothes. So you could do some of the things that you wanted to do so your parents wouldn't have to pay for absolutely everything. Right. They're still paying for some things, I'm sure, but not absolutely everything. And uh, But then something changed. Something pretty remarkable happened on August the 5th, 2023. And I want to talk with you a little bit about that. But the reason why we're talking with you about that and we're talking with you about it during this Black History Month is because when we watched it, along with hundreds of thousands of other people around the world, what we saw was the continuation of a legacy. We saw a legacy of young people who have been standing up within our communities for a very long time. I don't know if you're familiar with the Birmingham Children's Crusade back in 1963, but 60 years ago, young people, high school students, middle-aged students, middle, middle school students came together, marched, they organized, they demonstrated in downtown Birmingham in order to do some things that their parents were no longer able to continue to do. Some of their work, some of their work that was born out of that struggle, born out of 16th Street Baptist Church in Birmingham, that took place in Kelly Ingram Park in Birmingham, led to the passage of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, which we're gonna celebrate the 60 year anniversary of that this year. So when we see that, we see a continuation in you. When we look back at that, we see um, young people like uh, Linda Blackman Lowry, Linda Blackman Lowry, she was 14 years old and she participated in that march from Selma to Montgomery. We're gonna be commemorating that coming up in just another couple of weeks in the beginning of March. But 14 years old and she was standing up and she was, and she was arrested nine times before she was 15 years old. So when we see Aaron Rudolph, we see the continuation of a legacy. And so we want to thank you again for the, for the work that you did on that day. But also I want to talk more about the things that you're continuing to do right now. And we're excited about that. But before we get to that, let's talk about what happened on August the 5th. If you could, just remember to remember for a minute. Tell me, you know, 
what you saw, uh, what you thought, uh, and what was happening in your mind uh, on that day? So in my mind on that day, the first thing I saw, I was uh, um, in the gathering until I heard people on the boat start shouting everything about um, about the boats being on being on a dock when they're not supposed to. Then I looked out. I looked out the boat, seeing that. Then I went to the front of the boat to watch what had happened. And my coworker Damien, he went on another boat to confront them about to move the boat. Obviously, they didn't move the boat. So I was in my head. I was just thinking. I just hoping nothing happens bad or no conflict. But that day, obviously, it did happen. And obviously, I just didn't, I wasn't just going to let that happen and stand around and just watch while other people did. So I had to do something because I knew him and I wasn't about to allow him to be victimized. Mm -hmm. So I jumped in, protecting my coworker. How long did you have to think about that? before you decided that you were going to jump in the water and swim to come to the, the aid of, of a brother, of your friend? It wasn't long. It was like quick 30 seconds. I had to do what, uh, I, had to do what I had to do. And it was a quick thought, instinct really. Mm -hmm. And it was just in the moment. In the moment. So you swam from the boat right. to the dock. So I got to ask you. Brother, where do you get your swimming lessons from? Swimming lessons? <laughs> where do you learn free, to swim? Free swim. I used to um, have contests with my own cousins, brothers, and sisters. You just um, go to the Y, swim a little bit, just have fun with it. And just nothing really. I didn't go through any training or anything, but training might have come from football and going to the gym from my stamina, but. Right. Swimming is just free thing. Just came to you. You know, because in the history of, of black people, um, racists have said that black people don't know how to swim. That's right. They've even said black people can't float. <laughs> we don't have any buoyancy. That's a part of the, 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 the legend of white supremacy about us. And so when you jumped in that water, all of those racist lies that have been told about us are like, well, there's an exception at least there. And as you know, we also haven't been allowed to, to be in swimming pools lots of times. You know, in different parts of Alabama, but all across the country, that was one of the most segregated spaces. They would not allow black people and white people to be in a pool together. And in fact, if a black person was in the pool, they would drain all the water out and scrub down the, the, the pool before they would let white people come to get back in. It was that bad. There have been instances where young people and children had acid thrown on them while they were in the pool because there was a they were swimming in a white pool. So in that 30 seconds that you made that decision, you really began to challenge a lot of conceptions and lies and ideas that had been told about black people. So you stepped into black history in that moment. And so that is something to be noted and something to 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 reflect upon for you. Uh, you made a quick decision, but you made a lasting impact. You did your popularity change in school. Did everybody know who you were? Did you, you know, I, I won't get into your business, but how, how did life become different for you 
once you went back in the fall after what everybody saw uh, that summer? Nothing really changed, really, but people knew who I was um, out in public and in school. But when it comes to being popular and things, I wasn't, I wasn't popular before it even happened or after because I'm still I'm a quiet person. I keep to myself time to time. I talk every now and then, but that's to people who I know and who I open up to. But That's what they say about a lot of superheroes. You know, they, 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 they Clark Kent. On the, on the outside to everybody else. And it, it's only in special moments where the where the superhero shows up. So maybe you're just consistent with, with that model. Um, so I asked you about how you learned to swim. I gotta ask you this question. What about them hand skills? So hand skills came from all the way to fights from elementary all the way to high school. Um, and then it also came from me, my older brother, and then my cousins, you know, cousins, we had a lot of boys in the family, so just had to stand up, fight back. And then we used to do a lot of boxing, wrestling, just a lot, just being real physical in the family. Well, the thing that was impressive to a lot of people is, is it's not just people who, who know how to fight, or not just people who have the courage, but knowing when and where is the right time. Um, we have enough violence within our community. We have enough infighting amongst ourselves. But when we can stand up uh, in the middle of a situation when it's needed, that's something that's truly impressive. You know, there's a lot of people who are um, your age or even my age, people who weren't alive in the 1950s and 60s. They say, oh, well, if I would have been alive, if I would have, you've heard this before, if I would have been alive during the civil rights movement, if I would have been alive during the time of slavery, I would have, I could have, I should have, yeah. I would have did this and did that. And they say all that talk. But you stepped into history in the moment and you actually did something. So once you got up on that, on that dock, you know, what did you think about as you pulled yourself up uh, onto the dock and, and, uh, found yourself in the middle of that, that chaotic situation where there were uh, a group of, of white men, probably under the influence of some sort of substances, who were attacking uh, this friend, this colleague, this coworker. What did you think once you, you got up on the deck and you made it from the boat to the dock? So once I made it up from the dock, it was really like, it was first I had to make sure that my coworker was all right. That's why you see seeing in the beginning that I walked up to him. But then once I knew he wasn't all right, then they did all that. Then it was like, it was like, it was time to go. And I was just ready at that point. Well, I think a lesson was learned. Um, and it's a lesson that I think a lot of people responded to and felt good about because we know that there have been too many instances where there have been people in our community that have been lost. You know, we, we've had people who we watched die as they cried out, I can't breathe. We've, we've heard the stories of, of young people like your age, Trayvon Martin, uh, who was shot and killed by a, a vigilante, by someone who thought he was in the wrong place in the wrong time and decided that they were going to do something about it. But to, to see us stand up and to see us 
push back and resist, like I said, is a part of a legacy. And we're proud to see you as a part of that legacy. It's a legacy when we look at people like uh, Jimmy Lee Jackson, who is a little bit older than you. And I don't know if you know that name, Jimmy Lee Jackson, but in, in, in Marion, Alabama. See, one of the things that we're going to do is, is, is we want you to know that what you did was for your own reasons and, and, and for your own purposes, but it also was a part of a continuum. There were ancestors, there were people who came before you, who stood up, and, and, and oftentimes they didn't make it out. I mean, Jimmy Lee Jackson was standing up because he was having his family being attacked by the police. Jimmy Lee Jackson was killed in Marion, Alabama, and that's the reason why they marched from Selma to Montgomery. And it was because of Jimmy Lee Jackson's courage and him standing up. We have uh, these young people in, in Birmingham. I talked about the children's crusade. We had the four little girls in 16th Street Baptist Church. Then we had two little boys that night, one who was 16, Johnny Robinson, who was uh, reportedly protesting against what had happened. And, and there was a, a car that had a Confederate flag draped on top of it. And the police killed him from the back seat with a shotgun. So when we see you, we celebrate, not just because you can swim, not just because you can use your hands, but because you survived and because you're here. And we wanna encourage that and support that and to thank you and to thank your parents for what it is that they have done because the other thing that you may not realize, like what do you know about this place where you work? Oh. Like not, not today, but if you went if you went back to the the the, the late eighteen hundreds, what was happening out here? You no, know, they um rebelled against um people that were trying to trade them and enslave them. Yeah, this 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 space is holy ground. This is a space where our ancestors the 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 street that leads up to here is. Uh, Commerce Street, right? That right. leads up to the front of the, the, the riverfront. And the commerce, the business that they were in back in the, in the 1800s was the business of buying and selling our ancestors. Men, women, children, and cotton. And they were walking them down for what they call the, the Upper South, all the way down here to the Lower South. They were, they were walking these long journeys because even though the importation of, of slavery, of slaves, had been made illegal, they were still doing a domestic slave trade. They were still trading and buying and selling black people here within the state of Alabama, and the numbers of enslaved people increased dramatically, in part because of this dock, this port, this place. And you're right, our people have always fought back. Our people have always resisted. And to see it today is a great reminder, is a great reminder that in the face of injustice, we need to stand up, we need to speak out, and sometimes we need to jump in the water, climb up on the dock, and make use of those skills that we have learned growing up in a good family. Tell me about how we can be supportive of what you're doing now, because we want to keep you safe. We don't want another Jimmy Lee Jackson. We don't want another Sammy Young. We don't want more four little girls and two little boys. In this black history moment, when we're looking back, we want to look forward 
So what are you doing now and how can we be supportive of you right now in the midst of all of the things that you're doing, trying to be an ordinary young man, trying to make it through your junior year of high school, uh, even in the midst of having done extraordinary things? So right now, um, basically just um, getting my grades up, focusing on my grades and in the gym a lot, focusing on my body, my routine, my diets, then um, training up on football skills. But then I'm also working at the Y. Mm -hmm. and we're opening up a swim camp. You're opening up a swim camp. Right. <laughs> All right. Is Well, it should be opening up a swim camp, but for on uh, any any ages, boys, girls, all around, so they can learn how to swim. And basically just doing that, learning more and more each day about my own studies. And then you actually taught me too, more about my history. And I thank you for that. Amen. Cause some things, some things I ain't know, like things you were talking about, and the people you were talking about, I ain't know about them. And then they didn't teach me that in school. So I thank you for that and thanking you for giving me knowledge on things I didn't know. We're going to continue to do that. You have my number. We're going to continue to talk. Your mama has my number. Uh, uh, your daddy has my number. Um, and we're going to continue to uh, try to sow into you, to share with you, to share information. I mean, this, this city... Uh, is a place where the Alabama African American Civil Rights Heritage Sites Consortium, we have multiple sites. Uh, if you keep going up Commerce Street here in Montgomery, you'll hit Dexter Avenue King Memorial Baptist Church, the, the church where Vernon Johns and Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King once right. pastored. But we also have uh, Old Ship uh, AME Church, which is right near the, uh, it's right not far from here, the Equal Justice uh, 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 initiative uh, where uh, we learn about the legacy of slavery and the legacy of, of mass incarceration and the connection between people being imprisoned today and people who were enslaved uh, back in uh, hundreds of years ago moving forward up until just the, the, the late 1800s. Uh, we, we have uh, Mount Zion Church, we have Lutheran Evangelical, we have the, the Harris House where the Freedom Riders Freedom Riders, and there were young people who were not that much older than you, got on a bus, and they decided that they were going to come down and they were going to stand up. And so that's, and that's, what's, that's the legacy that you're a part of. You're a legacy of, of, of young people that didn't just look, that didn't just uh, comment. And again, and I appreciate it. I know you've seen the videos and people had the commentary, and I enjoy listening to it, but... I think a lot of people were were shocked, stunned, and outrageously encouraged to see that someone did more than just give commentary or show us the brutality of yet another black man uh, on video. And someone, and, and it wasn't just you. We 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 got we out. We also have to give credit. We're sitting here, and uh, I don't know if we can get on the camera. We got some we got some white folding chairs. Uh, that, that, that was sitting in here. Uh, but what you did was you took, and what they did is they took ordinary things, you know, and, and, and what could be an ordinary situation said, you know what, we're gonna use what we have. And we're, gonna, and we're gonna make things happen the way things need to happen. And so, and people can have all kinds of critiques. I'm sure you've had people who, who wanna come and 
teach you about there's all kinds of different ways to deal with conflict and challenges and injustice, and that's true. And that's something that we'll continue to also encourage. But we know that it takes courage for you to do what you did, and we are thankful for it. I want to, and I, and, I, and I would not get away with it, and let me just say this. We're going to uh, share more information on this podcast so people can uh, learn about the swim camp. Um, we are going to work to try to, to bring you uh, to some of our, our sites and our churches. We, were, we have a youth program called the Gateway Youth Program. We'd love for you to, to be able to interact with some of those young people and, and, and so they can see that this is possible. Some people think that the freedom movement is just back in history. That, oh, that's black history. That's a long time ago. But you've shown us something about black future. Um, I want to I want to ask you uh, about if you have a uh, a favorite nickname of the ones that you've heard. I'm gonna give you some of them that I got. So we already talked about Black Aquaman and Aquaman, right. but Scuba Gooding Jr. I don't know I if you heard, heard that, that one. one you didn't heard that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Jamichael Phelps. I heard that one. You heard that one. Pookie Phelps, Swimmy Hendrix. You ever heard yeah, that one? Johnny Gills, y'all heard that one? Shaquille O'Gill, you heard that one? All right, I'm gonna give you my favorites first uh, because my favorites are ones that are connected to the legacy of young people and ancestors who actually stood up and fought back like you did. So what I call you is Swimmy Lee Jackson, you know, and the legacy of Jimmy Lee Jackson from Marion, Alabama, who was the young man who stood up in defense of his family when they were being attacked by police but then we lost him. Or I'll call you, um, you know, you know uh, the name Stokely Carmichael? Mm. Stokely Carmichael was a leader in the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, which did some phenomenal work right here in Lowndes, uh, uh, neighboring county, Lowndes County, Alabama. I call you Strokely Carmichael, <laughs> you know, for your, for your swimming stroke. Um, the last one, which I really dislike, and you may or may not know, but I'm gonna give you all kinds of information of books and and and, doc, and, and videos that you can look at. Uh, Marcus Garvey, but we call you Sharkus Garvey because the way you were swimming through that water, you had a mission and we celebrate that. So uh, tell me about your favorite nickname of all the ones that you've heard. I ain't heard too many, but the uh, ones that keep resurfacing is Aquaman, uh, Black Aquaman, Shaquille O'Neal. That's new. Shaquille O'Gill. You got to put the gills. That's what, oh, yeah. that's where that comes from. Well, brother, this is what we want people to know. We got all of these nicknames, but you are Aaron Rudolph. Right. And you are an ordinary, extraordinary young brother. Yes. And you are showing us how regular people can become supermen, superwomen in the midst of a moment. Sometimes you, 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 have, you have a lot of time to think about it, sometimes you don't. But courage is something that we wanna celebrate during this Black History Month. The fact that young people, that young people make history. History is always made in the present moment. And I'm sure you weren't thinking about becoming Aquaman when you jumped in that water, mm-hmm. but you did. You stepped into history and you helped to shape some history and inspire some folks. So brother, I just want to thank you. Thank you, Aquaman. 
Thank you. Thank you for doing what you do. And we're going to continue to support you as you do your work and we do our work and we do this work together. This was indeed a teachable and reachable moment. And we give thanks for Aaron, Black Aquaman, Rudolph, and all of those that have gone before him. Let us remember to remember during this Black History Month, the legacy, the legacy of the children of the Children's Crusade, the legacy of Jimmy Lee Jackson, the legacy of the young leaders of the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, the legacy of the foot soldiers who marched in Birmingham and Selma and in Montgomery, the legacy of Claudette Colvin, the legacy of all of those who we oftentimes think will only do something in the future. But let us remember to remember. In the very present moment, let us support the continuing work of our young people. As we heard in the interview, young Aaron is starting a swim camp and there are great and greater things yet to come. Let us be that circle of protection that gathers around him and other young people who decide that they are ready to stand up, that they are ready to speak out, and let them do it the way it is that they do it. We can seek to teach, we can seek to reach, but our children will truly learn by our examples. And let us continue to move forward as one community together, as we stay stayed on freedom. God bless you, and we look forward to future and continuing episodes. <laughs>